Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. Who is Carter Hawkins? And ask me questions if I was confusing. Last week sometime it was noted that the Cubs were looking at four names for their general manager vacancy. It didn't say that there were only four names. It didn't preclude any other names. But two were from Cleveland, one was from Tampa, and one was from the Twins. Carter Hawkins from Cleveland is going to be named the Cubs general manager, or so it sounds. Here's what you might want to know about Carter Hawkins. He played college baseball at Vanderbilt in 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. So he actually does know baseball. It's not a question of, oh, they're just bringing in some guy from a... Ivy League school. No, no, no. He actually knows about baseball. He's played baseball before. And when he moved to the Cleveland organization, he moved in at basically the lowest level. He had no prior um, cachet and moved all the way up to assistant general manager. Is Carter Hawkins the name of the four that I would have selected. No, I would have taken two of the others in front of Carter Hawkins, but then what the heck do I know? What I do know is Cleveland has been notorious the last five, six, seven, eight years for grabbing pitchers in the draft, college pitchers in the draft, players that were being plain, hidden in plain sight, hidden in plain sight, not plain in hidden sight, hidden in plain sight. Everybody saw, oh yeah, I saw him play a whole, a whole bunch. He wasn't any good. I wasn't impressed. He didn't throw very hard. The Indians would bring in pitchers like this, do whatever it was that they did, and then before long, these guys were throwing 87, 88 as juniors and seniors in college. Now they're throwing 95, 96 with late life. The Indians have been fantastic at developing starting pitching. They've been fairly good at locating it from wherever. And one of the examples that I'd use as far as what Cleveland has done well, one example of what I would say Cleveland has done well is the entire Trevor Bauer thing. Trevor Bauer, you can like him, you can hate him. Personally, there are things, there are days I really like him, and there are a whole lot of days I really can't stand him. He has generally been a very good pitcher. When he was available on the cheap, Cleveland picked him up. They got some very quality year, good year, very quality years out of him. And at a certain point where 
they realize, you know what? We have to trade this guy. They traded him, got a degree of quality back in return. And a whole bunch of people said, well, who are the Indians going to have as pitchers now? Because they just traded away Trevor Bauer. And they plugged in other guys. Cleveland finds starting pitchers on the fly. That doesn't mean all of them are going to be all-stars. doesn't mean they're all going to be Hall of Famers. But the Cleveland system has something others don't as far as, you know, that Saturday night guy for that California university, everybody wants to talk about the Friday guy or everybody wants to talk about the Sunday guy, the Saturday guy, get him. He's the one who's going to develop. And they turn into Shane Bieber. Everyone knew who Shane Bieber was. Nobody wanted Shane Bieber because he's throwing 87, 88, 89 as a senior. Oh, but he gets people out. But nobody cared because he was throwing 87, 88, 89. Nobody wanted him. Cleveland drafts him. Cleveland signs him. Cleveland develops him. And now all of a sudden, 95, 96. Hmm. How'd that happen? There you go. I'm not saying Carter Hawkins has special knowledge about everything. Probably doesn't. But Carter Hawkins has a good feel for this is what is being done in Cleveland right now to develop pitching. And that's what the Cubs are looking for. Realistically, the Cubs somewhat in their pipeline have figured out something about hitting. A lot of people are going to argue that because oh, David Bodie can't hit major league pitching. Well, David Bodie wasn't the entire premise. The whole idea on hitting is, can you hit what pitchers are going to be bringing in two years? To which the fan would say, well, what are they going to be bringing in two years? Exactly the point. The Cubs were a fantastic offensive team in 2015 and 2016. Teams decided, well, that's not going to work anymore. We have to do something different. We have to improve. We have to upgrade. And all of a sudden, teams started. Everybody was throwing 97, 98 and up in the zone. And... It's harder to adjust to hitting 95, 96, 97, 98 and up in the zone than it is to write a pithy tweet or complain, oh man, our guys suck. To fix a problem, you have actually have to fix a problem and not just say, well, have the hitting coach do it. The goal of fixing a problem is observing the problem, finding a way to work around it, and made things better. The Cubs were very good in 2016, fairly good in 2017, and had tumbled since. The hope is with the coaching currently in the pipeline. I'm going to say that again. The coaching currently in the pipeline, the players who are developing will learn how to get better and keep getting better based on information they're receiving now. So that when they run up against pitchers who are better than they are, they can at least hang in there against them. The hitting, I'm good with. The pitching, I'm still frightened of. 
I'm still frightened. Alec Mills is the Cubs number two. I am frightened of the pitching. Fortunately for me, I'm paying more attention to the minor leagues so that the Cubs don't have enough major league pitching isn't that huge of a concern to me. But as far as figuring out how the Cubs are going to compete against the elite teams, yeah, it's a problem. Bringing in Carter Hawkins may or may not fix that, but it is a step in the right direction. Carter Hawkins will probably be able to talk reasonably well with the people already on hand, including Craig Breslow, including Tommy Hadovy, including, um, oh, there's one other, um, Rick Kantrovitz, as far as perhaps we should consider um, prioritizing these types of pitchers. Cubs have been better recently. DJ Hers seems reasonable. couple of the pitchers who only have reached low A seem reasonable, but they're not sounding like they're going to, a lot of them don't sound like they're going to be elite major league starting pitchers. Carter Hawkins is a jab at, let's try to improve the pitcher development angle of the pipeline. If the Cubs improve the pitcher development angle of the pipeline, that will help. That will help quite a bit. Is Carter Hawkins the right guy? Is he the better guy than the other Indian executive that was being considered or the Rays assistant that was being considered or the Twins assistant that was being considered? I don't know. We'll have to see how it all plays out. But the Cubs do sound like they've made a decision. And grabbing someone with a organizational... Um, pipeline development organizational background from the Cleveland pipeline. I'm generally good with that because Cleveland pitching has been extraordinary, especially since the pitchers that they're getting quality results from are not guys they drafted in the first round. Seventh round, fourth round, 13th round, guys that are doing well. One other thing to mind about pitchers. Pitching is not exclusively about how someone does at the major league level as a starting pitcher. If a team does get to a point where their pitchers are generally outperforming what most people expected. I'm going to say that again. If an organization gets to a point where players are doing better than was expected, that's a good thing. Most people who assess trades outside of MLB executives look at round of the draft, signing bonus, those kinds of things. It's like, oh, this guy's a 12th rounder. Why does he matter? This guy only signed for like, $40,000. He can't be any good. I'm sure that if you've ever assessed trade possibilities, those sorts of concepts have crossed your mind. Why would we want to get a guy who was a 17th round draft pick out of a school I've never heard of? 
And he didn't even do very well at that school. The goal with player development is getting the player from where they were to where you want them to be eventually. If a team can get fourth round value out of a 12th round pick, if a team can get second round value out of a fifth round pick, see I'm doing that? If that can happen, if a team is getting better value than was expected from the round, then as pitchers start getting developed, as time progresses, teams will probably lean toward this team has a history of developing talent well on the pitching side. I'm willing to take a chance that this guy might be better in trade than some people might think. That's the goal. You want to get to the point where people think, you know, this guy might be really good because, after all, they taught him some stuff. Well, one example that I'll use is uh, the Giants. The Giants recently, the past, oh, I don't know, what, 15 years, have generally been considered pretty good at developing pitching internally. Madison Bumgarner, Matt Kane. Kevin Gossman has been fantastic for him. Whether they've been drafted and developed or traded for and developed, the Giants have done a rather good job. Uh, Tim Lincecum, these guys have gotten really good at getting players to be better at the major league level than most people expected. So when the Cubs make a trade, trading Chris Bryant and get back in return Alexander Canario and Caleb Killian, while people might look at Caleb Killian's numbers or in numbers in college or where he got drafted from in college or in which round he was selected, they might think, well, that's not really all that impressive. But then you remember, wait a minute, this is the Giants. The Giants have that thing. They do that. And all of a sudden the player's better. You know, kind of like the alleged um, uh evil magic that the Cardinals have had for centuries and decades and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, they get this guy nobody's ever heard of, and all of a sudden he's really good. Well, if you have a minor league system, minor league pipeline that either on the hitting side or the pitching side is properly developing, is getting players to perform better than was expected, that's a good thing. Carter Hawkins higher is about upgrading the Cubs' pitching development, period. It's not about devil magic. It's not about sorcery. It's about, are the Indians good at developing pitching in general? And if you go back and look and you check, oh, okay, Aaron Sabale, he's, uh, he's all right. And he, nobody really back him. And nobody was saying, if a team is good at something, they're good at something. And if the team is good at something, and if there's good communication in their front office, then more than likely, most of the people in the front office who have some sort of a uh, thumb in that pie that is being baked, most of those people probably have something going on. Most of those people probably know a little bit about, hey, here's something, now that you've hired me, here's something that I don't know, the, the, here's something that I know that you didn't know, 
And now that I'm working for you, I can tell you. That's the goal. Hopefully, with Carter Hawkins being added, the Cubs will... Oh, oh, you know how you were valuing this thing over that thing? Flip them around, you'll be good. Or something like that. If Carter Hawkins brings in knowledge the Cubs did not have before, that's a good thing. Hopefully, this is not the last suit or scout or coach or anything along those lines that the Cubs hire. Hopefully, they uh, Jed Hoyer is looking at, here is our organizational tree. This is kind of someplace where maybe we could use a little bit of an upgrade. Who knows? Maybe Carter Hawkins knows of someone either who has been recently released by Cleveland, or he knows someone else from another organization that, you know, this guy just got released. We should sign him and bring him in. One of the things I've talked about kind of um, haphazardly, kind of sarcastically, is if a good hitting coach, if a good pitching coach gets released by a major league team, you know, pitching coach... Didn't work. Jace Tingler, I'll use him for an example. Manager, Padres, Jace Tingler. Uh, didn't really have monstrous numbers in the minor leagues, but by my looking at it, by my figuring it out, he was probably pretty good at teaching hitting as far as how to work counts, how to get good pitches to swing at by not swinging at bad pitches. Jace Tingler might make sense as a good coach, in the Cubs organization for two or three years. Now bring him in. Maybe not even that long. Bring him in. Why would you bring him in? Because he was a failure as a manager. Well, they're not bringing him. They would not be bringing him in as a manager. They would be bringing him in as a, we're going to have you work on five or six different, work with five or six different hitters. To me, that seems like it would be logical. You bring in a guy, you pay him an amount of money, you tell them, hey, we want to ha have you hang around for three or four months. And if somebody offers you a deal, go ahead, take it by all means. We want you to work with these five or six hitters that seem like they might be types of players that you might be able to assist. Maybe you could do the same thing with pitchers. Okay, we have this, uh, this experienced pitching coach got released. And he's a free agent. And there's like four or five pitchers that are kind of like he was. And if he would teach them what he learned from his time, it, it might help. If there is someone that can be brought in to assist in player development, do it. There is no limit on how much can be spent on coaches. Is Carter Hawkins going to be the answer? Is Carter Hawkins going to be, yep, he's the guy, he's what did it, or in about six or eight years, will it be more of a question of, what did they actually see in this guy? I don't know, but I believe in the, the Cleveland pitching development system. I believe in it. Will it play on into the future? I don't know. Will Carter Hawkins be the proper hire? I don't know. But I'd rather have more knowledge from the Cleveland pitching development pipeline than less. And it sounds like in two weeks, the Cubs are going to have more information from that 
highly experienced pipeline than they do right now. And that should be a good thing. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And be nice to people.